Hey Bulldogs, it's Nina Viglianti, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. I am a sport and exercise physiology major of DeSales class of 2025, and I am excited to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing DSU students about the endless possibilities beyond graduation. Get ready to be inspired by our stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journeys. Now it's time to introduce this week's guest. So hello everyone, my name is Nina and welcome back to Beyond the Tassel. This episode is featuring Dr. Sarah Hulse. She is part of the class of 2009 at DeSales and she was a communications major, but as we now know, she's now a assistant professor in theology here. So Dr. Hulse, would you like to introduce yourself just a little bit more for us? Oh, sure. Thank you so much, Nina. Yes. So like you said, I graduated from DeSales in 2009. I studied communications and did a minor in Spanish, but I went on to study theology in my mid-20s. And then I can get into this later, but I started adjuncting at DeSales and eventually that opened up into a full-time position. Yeah, I'm very, very happy to be here. That's really exciting to hear about that you totally just switched from communications and theology. What made you want to study theology or made you want to be a theology professor? Coming into DeSales, I didn't know what theology was. Um, I joke with my students that I thought it was like geology, you know, the study of rocks. I was like, oh, I get to take a class on rocks. <laughs> but uh, theology, the study of God. In my freshman year, I took the TH109 intro class, and I just was not in a frame of mind to take it seriously at that time in my life. And so it was kind of in one year out the other. But by my junior year, I took Dr. Larry Chapp's Faith and Reason course, and that really made an impression on me. It was just my required theology class. I thought, okay, I'll, you know, check it off the list of course requirements for graduation. I found that I was, yeah, I was very passionate about it. And actually at the same time, I was doing two internships in New York City in communications. I had wanted to go into acting and communications. Um, and so I was working for CBS in their um, casting department and then also for um, a talent management company. And that's what I thought that I wanted to do with my life. From the time I was five, I thought I wanted to be in acting and, and entertainment. But at the end of the internships, actually CBS offered to let me audition for some of their shows and the talent management company offered to pick me up as one of their talent in exchange for this internship, those internships. And um, actually, uh, I turned them down. I realized that my passion was shifting from that to theology, that Dr. Chap's theology course really spoke to me. And what was interesting is that at the end of the semester, he said to me, you know what, Hulse, I think one day you're going to go get your degree and come back and teach for us. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, I, I was still confused on what path I was taking in my life. But sure enough, in my mid-20s, I went on to study theology. I got a master's degree in it at Catholic University at the John Paul II Institute at Catholic University in Washington, D.C. And when I was graduating, I had no idea what I was going to do with it. I just studied it because I loved it and I wanted to learn more. But the month I was graduating, Dr. Chap announced that he was retiring early to go and start what's called a Catholic worker farm out um, near Scranton, Pennsylvania, and they needed someone to come and fill in for him for one semester until they could find a more permanent hire. And so Dr. Lachlan, who was the department chair at the time, Dr. Steve Lachlan called me and he said, hey, Sarah, I know that you just graduated uh, with your master's. Could you do one semester for us until we find someone more permanent with a doctorate? And I said, you know, sure, I, I would love to. And so I came in, I, I taught Chaps classes for one semester. And then Dr. Lachlan said, actually, Sarah, could you stick around another semester? 
for me, my dad always said, follow your passion. And I knew that I was very passionate about teaching college students. I loved being at DeSales. And so I said, sure, I'll take, you know, whatever you have for me. So I adjuncted again. And then he said, okay, well, while we're running this search for a more permanent hire, could you come in and do a one-year contract for us? And I said, sure, I, I would be thrilled to do that. And so that was my second year at DeSales. And I thought that I was just, you know, a temp person until they could find someone with a doctorate. And then eventually DeSales came to me and they said, actually, Sarah, we want you to be that permanent person, um, that full-time person, but you do need a PhD. It was sort of funny because when I graduated from my master's degree, I said, oh my gosh, that's enough school for me. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm, done, yeah. I'm done with, with uh, grad school, but DeSales said, you really need a doctorate. And so I ended up going to Marquette University in Milwaukee for my PhD. Um, I went out there and did my coursework for two years from 2015 to 2017. And then I came back to DeSales and I did the rest of my graduate work from DeSales um, while teaching here. And I've been here ever since. So, and I, and the funny thing is I'm actually in Dr. Chap's old office. Really? So, I used to come into this office and sit on the other side of the desk and ask him all of my theological questions. And now, you know, his now desk you're is here closed. sitting in his position. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And you said, follow your passion, which I think is very, very like influential for people, especially those listening that are listening to everyone talking about their movement through DeSales and then going on to better things and graduate schools and things like that. And especially Marquette, which is such a great university for that kind of degree and program, which I think is very important to know that you can go on and do something totally different. And yeah. I really appreciate hearing stories about that, and especially your story. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, of course. One of the questions I am super exciting and wanting to really ask you is like what prepared you the most to endure this field like what prepared you the most even it could be at the sales it could be somewhere else like what do you think was the most like influential and preparational thing that you had sure yeah um, I think that it was a combination of um courses and professors at DeSales um, who really who really prepared me. So um, I initially came into DeSales as a theater major, and that's what allowed me to become comfortable sitting up in front of people, um, knowing how to engage an audience, which is an element of, of teaching in a classroom. You're standing up in front of 25 or 35 students, and you have to figure out how can I make a subject which especially with theology, most students come in thinking like I did, you know, why do I have to take this? This has nothing to do with my life, you know? And so finding a way to make that interesting for them to connect it to their lives. So I was able to draw on that theater background and then also my communications background. I switched my major to communications, but still, you know, communication is really about effective speaking and listening. I find that that's an essential skill in teaching. And then also, of course, my my undergraduate courses in theology really did prepare me to go on um, to pursue, you know, my master's degree and, and my doctoral degrees, and also those relationships um, with the professors. So when I went to my master's degree, you know, at, at DeSales, I had only taken for credit to theology courses. I, I did audit courses in theology my senior year, but it was uh, really my professor's uh, my DeSales professors helped me 
to prepare for the master's degree by recommending books to me that I should read to kind of get caught up. And then also there were resources for me in that master's program. So I'd frequently call them when I felt in over my head about something because I lacked that undergrad background. I was able to call them or email and say, okay, can you explain this to me real quick? I, you know, I need a little bit of help here. And they caught me up. And so um, I think that those relationships, as well as the courses at DeSales, that combination, um, I'm just so grateful for it because I think that it set me up for, for success. Yeah, I definitely think that the professors here at DeSales are really influential. And knowing that since you're an alumni and now teaching here, it's really, it's it's a whole different perspective. And I think that influencing those listening, those well reading like the programs that we have and the resources that are provided, I think it's something that's very influential and something that's very progressive. <laughs> and it helps people to know that that there's always something out there and you can always ask for help, which I think, like you said, you always reached out to your professors for extra guidance and things like that. I think that's something that's very concrete and needs to be like addressed because I know some people don't know that there are, that you can reach out to your professors and they will be willing to help you, especially that our school is so, is a smaller school than other things that we have going on. Oh yeah, those relationships. I mean, they just, like you said, because it's a small school, I was able to go back to them, ask them questions. And then also because they knew me when Dr. Chap announced that he was retiring early, they thought, oh, Sarah, we know her. She just finished her master's degree. Let's bring her on board. Right. Yeah. And I think having that is super important. Absolutely. Yes. I'm really glad to hear that you can come back here because I think that's one of the most, like, it's just, it's pleasing to hear that someone that comes, that was here can come back. I know that my mom, I'm going to bring her up. She was a student here at DeSales. She oh. went to go, she, yeah, she got her master's in chemistry and then did study and did education, I believe. Sorry, mom, if I got that wrong, but <laughs> she did that. And then she actually got an adjunct position here before she got her full-time teaching job at a high school. So she adjuncted under um, Dr. Berg and she had Dr. Berg. So wow. yeah, relating it under the science professions and then you like just relating it for the different fields I think is just something super impressive as well because it's not every day that you will get a teaching job where you were before Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah really like that you're back I think that's such a very inspiring thing that you know like you can always go back to your roots and you can always follow your passion where it started absolutely yes I actually have another question for you when you were looking for growth areas in the field do you have any that like for the theology and for professions in theology or for teaching in theology, are there any advancements that you know of that could influence other people? Um, in terms of, um, sorry, in terms of like uh, how to more effectively teach. Yeah, like more effectively teach like theology because I know theology yeah. can sometimes be very confusing. I know for me, it was like a little confusing because the concepts are kind of weird, but since you're more of um, you do you teach intro by any chance or do you teach I, more? I do, I teach, yeah, intro and then also upper level classes. Yeah. And, and I, I do mean, I hear what you're saying now. Your question is actually related to what my dissertation was about. So the person that I wrote on, his name was Henri de Lubac. He was a French theologian in the 20th century. And his central question was, how can we relate theology and the contents of the Catholic faith to ordinary people? Because often even, you know, kids brought up in a religious family or who went to Catholic school or CCD or Sunday school, it can kind of feel like religion is just this extrinsic thing, you know, tacked on to ordinary life that really has nothing to do with my life that I'd be, you know, perfectly fine going on without. And so De Lubac wrote on how to connect theology and ordinary life or faith and life in a 
way that's more intrinsic, that's more organic. And so I've, you know, taken a page out of his book, so to speak, um, and, and try to find ways in teaching to connect theology and life. And I think that that's the the central challenge in teaching theology. How can you make it relevant to your students? You know, they might go into, um, well, there are a number of fields that they can go into. How can you show them that this, you know, theological questions are relevant, whether you go into nursing or physician assistant or business or theater, you know, whatever you go into, how is this relevant? And I do think that work is being done by theologians on this. Certainly, if you go to conferences, this is a frequent topic of discussion. Even the popes have written about this in various ways. You know, we have to connect theology or faith and life. So it's definitely an ongoing conversation. Yeah, I think that's something that especially here, some people are like, why do I need to take theology? But like, it doesn't even have to be like Catholic theology, you can apply it to anything that you believe in, which I think bringing that into the classroom, especially here is something super influential and having you teaching it and having the other professors teaching it, like just connecting it is something that I also believe is a huge advancement because like you don't want to just follow the Bible or follow the readings or follow the teachings. You just, you can interpret it however you want, which I think is super influential. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we operate in our department from this tradition of, it, you know, fides et ratio in Latin, faith and reason, faith and reason working together. And we try to raise theological questions that no matter your religious background, they're going to be a um, kind of a spark for you to think about your particular religion more seriously. Like studying one religion is actually an entry point to um, learning how to ask religious questions more broadly. And so I follow, you know, Pope John Paul II, you know, mostly in my teaching style, who was known to often say, um, we propose ideas, but do not impose. So I propose ideas to my students and I ask them to take them seriously, to think about them. But I always say, you know, I've had atheists, you know, exceed in the class. I've had devout Catholics struggle in the class. Um, Your personal background doesn't matter. What matters is how much are you putting into the class? How seriously are you taking it? You don't have to agree with me or with what's being presented, but do engage it authentically. Mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect philosophy to have, especially with taking theology classes here or anywhere that you go. I think it's a great philosophy to have. (laughs) Thanks. So to wrap up, I have one question for you. If you could give one piece of advice to anyone pursuing your field of study, it can be theology, it can be communications, it could be whichever one you prefer, what would you give? Oh gosh, again, I think that my advice, broadly speaking, in terms of career is it comes from my dad who always taught me from a young age, follow your passion, right? Follow your passion and um, follow that spark of inspiration in you or seek out like what feels fun to me. I think that fun is underrated. When we find joy in our work, we find our work to be fun. Not that every task is going to be like, you know, a blast, but when we can find joy in it, I think that that joy joy also becomes momentum for us to, to do well in that field. Um, I found that, you know, in jobs that I've had in the past, jobs that I didn't find joy in, that I didn't believe in, I also didn't really excel in those jobs. Um, but jobs that I had joy in, I excelled in or doors opened up for me. And so I would say to anyone, you know, follow your joy and then also just follow what doors open up for you. Just one final story, you know, when I was offered the sales adjunct position, I had um, some people in my life tell me, you know, we actually think that, um, you know, trusted, 
advisors, trusted mentors tell me, well, I think that you should really take a full-time position teaching high school because at least that would be full-time, whereas adjuncting is part-time. And I knew in my heart that I really did want to adjunct, but I thought, okay, is it practical? You know, can I pull that off? And so I went to the interview for a high school theology position and Nina, I completely bombed the interview. And interviewing was something we practiced, you know, constantly as communications majors. That was, you know, something that we were good at, that we had training in, but I bombed the interview and I didn't get the position. They thought, oh, she's not going to be a good theology teacher. And so I took the DeSales. I ended up, that kind of gave me permission to take the DeSales adjunct job, which is what I really wanted to do. But I think pay attention to the doors that open and close in your life. And I think that that's where God is working. That's where God's leading you. So pay attention to those doors. And then also a friend of mine says, we can discern what we're supposed to do with our lives. um, If we pay attention to a a few factors, one is what are your gifts and talents? The second is what are your desires? And then third, what does the world need? And that your mission is going to come from the combination of those three, those three factors coming together. So pay attention to that and follow it. That would be my advice. Wow. I really love that. Thank you so much for everything that you've talked about today. If you have any questions for Dr. Hulse, I will be linking her email in the description. And do you have a LinkedIn by any chance? I don't. I don't. (laughs) Oh, well, that's okay. We do have your email and then they can also find you on the DeSales directory. If you have any questions for her, that was this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. Thank you so much, Dr. Hulse, for talking with me. Thank you for having me. This was an awesome experience and thank you all for listening. Thank you once again for tuning into today's episode of Beyond the Tassel. It is our honor to present the success stories of our DeSales alumni via podcast. If you are a DeSales alumni and would like to be a guest on the show, you can contact melanie.malone at desales.edu. And if you are currently a DeSales student and would like to connect with an alumni in your field, you can contact kathy.kraus at desales.edu. Until next time, Bulldogs.